Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. She must have treated that beauty salon owner pretty badly. She uses the salon and the salon turned her in? The salon turned her in. I don't think I would have turned her in. I would have said, well, you know... She's a customer. I got to take care of my customers, right? But she made them open. And the salon turned her in. And the salon did business with her. How much do they hate Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was President Donald Trump speaking yesterday in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, to a huge crowd of peaceful protesters. That's what they do now. Uh, whenever someone complains about the size of Donald Trump's crowds or the fact that there's no social distancing or that there is, um, you know, that there's no mask wearing, whatever, they just say, oh, you know what? It's a peaceful protest. And there were thousands and thousands of people at the airport hangar uh, in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, to see the president and to peacefully protest with him. And he, of course, took a lot of shots at Nancy Pelosi. But I mean, think about that. What he said was 100 percent right. This is a customer. This is someone who comes to your salon, who gives you money. She said she'd been there several times. I mean, you're going to trust a place to do your hair, I assume. if you. I mean, I don't have hair, so I'm just assuming. But you're going to trust a place to do your hair that you've been to before. And especially if you're trying to sneak around and skulk around in the middle of the night and get your hair done when you're in the midst of a quarantine and you're a high-profile figure and you're not supposed to be out anyway, especially not wearing a mask, especially not getting your hair done. If that's what's happening, if you're a high-profile figure like Nancy Pelosi, you want to go someplace you can trust. And the salon owner turns her in, and Donald Trump asks very basic question. How much do they hate this woman that she's a client, she's a customer, she gives them money, and they're still like, you know what? Screw you. <laughs> we're going to release this footage. And still, I mean, that's the thing. Nancy Pelosi handling it the, the, the exact wrong way. In fact, Donald Trump brought that up as well and said what she did, what she said after the fact was horrible. She said, I was set up. I was set up by the salon owner. I was set up. I said, tell me she didn't say that. <laughs> so I just put out that if she was set up, then she shouldn't be leading the House of Representatives. I want the salon owner to lead the House of Representatives because she set up. Think of it. She set up the Speaker of the House. That was a big mistake. As soon as I heard, she said, well, she set me up. Nancy, you're not supposed to get set up. You're representing our country. I mean, come on. You're like second in line for the presidency. It's me, it's Mike Pence, and then it's you. And you're telling me that you got set up by a salon owner? It's crazy. And the, and it continues. Look, there's protests right now in uh, San Francisco all over the place. There are hairdressers and salon owners, and they are so fed up. They are protesting. I don't know if it's Nancy Pelosi's house or I don't know if it's like whatever they're doing, but they've got their they've got their their salon gear, the plastic scrubs that they use when they put, you know, color in people's hair. They've got hair dryers and they're throwing the hair dryers. <laughs> they're throwing the hair dryers over the tree limbs like people used to do with their sneakers and you've got just these trees and trees filled with hair dryers in protest of nancy pelosi who has yet to apologize is still blaming the salon owner and still claims that she's a victim i'll be honest with you i hope she never apologizes because the longer she waits to apologize the bigger a story this becomes the longer she goes around claiming that she's the victim of this evil plot by this by this small businesswoman to to I don't know, to set her up for whatever to what end, by the way. That's the other thing, too. When you accuse somebody of a crime, they have to have some kind of motivation. What would the motivation be for this salon owner to set up Nancy Pelosi? Why do it? What does she get out of it? 
She's got nothing out of it except for a lot of heartache. She's on TV all the time. Yeah, but she's getting death threats. She said she's going to have to shut down her salon and move out of San Francisco. I mean, that's the thing. When you look at somebody, if you accuse somebody of a crime, you've got to have means, motive, and opportunity. Sure, the salon owner had the means and the opportunity to turn Nancy Pelosi in, but what was the motive? There wasn't any. There's no mo- there's no reason why she would just want to blatantly embarrass the Speaker of the House because Nancy Pelosi can't open her salon back up. Nancy Pelosi can't lift the mask mandate in California. None of that can happen. That's not what's happening. So it, it really she should just apologize and move on with it. But the longer she takes to not apologize, the better it is for us. Now, while Donald Trump was campaigning in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, to a to a, a crowd of thousands, Joe Biden went out back out on the campaign trail too. He went to Kenosha, Wisconsin. You may remember he followed Donald Trump as we spoke yesterday because all Joe Biden does is follow Donald Trump around. Does what Donald Trump does. I wouldn't be shocked if Donald, if uh, if Joe Biden started doing things at airplane hangers, if he started doing his events at airplane hang- hangers, because that's the new place to do the rally. I mean, think about this. This is this is the genius of the Donald Trump campaign and the Donald Trump mentality. And it really is. If you think about this, I have to tell you, I mean, you the people that don't understand that Donald Trump is a businessman. Every time he does something, you see the results. You see that there. For example, when you're campaigning and you've got to go from state to state to state to city to city to city. And when you also have to run the country and you have to fly back to Washington, D.C. and fly back here and maybe take a meeting here. And then, oh, my God, you've got to go toward the destruction, uh, you know, down south where there was a hurricane. And then, oh, my gosh, there's Kenosha. You got to go all over the place. You need to make sure that you are being effective. Not only are you flying around the country trying to run the country and campaign for four more years in the position you already hold, not only is that happening, which it is, but you've also got to make sure that uh, you, you're, you're um, following these social distancing guidelines and making sure that people are outside so that nobody comes down on you and says, oh, look at this, look how horrible, this, you're gonna, someone's going to die, all that crap. So Donald Trump and his team figured out, instead of flying in to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, and then having to get in the car and caravan all the way to some to some center, to some uh, amphitheater, to some you know uh, arena. Instead of doing all, instead of having to go from the airport to a venue, they turn the airport into the venue. I mean, it's a genius way to do it. It streamlines everything. First of all, the people in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, they can drive to the airport just as easily as they could drive to the stadium downtown. They can get out there on the tarmac. They're outdoors. They can socially distance. They cannot, whatever. The odds of you getting the coronavirus outside, uh, you know, that drop dramatically. Donald Trump can land the plane, get out, rally with people, talk to them about America, tell them how America is so great, tell them how he's going to continue to keep America great, get back on the plane and go to the next one. He can, I mean, he can destroy this campaign. Joe Biden has to, first of all, sit in his house for three days and rest up figure out where he's going to go figure out where donald trump went and then follow him there then he's got to find some church then he's got to find some this then he's got to figure out then they've got to have someone go in and draw circles on the ground like six feet apart then they've got to figure out which nine people they're going to let into the place because that's how many they like nine to twelve people into each venue then they're going to have to train him on what to say and what not more specifically what not to say Did you hear what Joe Biden said yesterday in Kenosha, Wisconsin? Did you hear what Joe Biden said yesterday in Kenosha? The problem with Joe Biden is that you it's not what he what he doesn't say. It's what it's you don't have to give him notes or a teleprompter and say, Joe, here's what you must say. No, the problem Joe Biden gets into is when he goes off the cuff. So it's much harder to try to anticipate the stupid and ridiculous and inappropriate things Joe Biden's going to mutter during a a live performance or a live appearance and try to cut him off at the pass and say, Joe Biden, I don't care what you say. Just don't say this, because by the time you think about it, he's already said it and it's become a viral gaffe on the Internet. He said probably one of the most inappropriate things at the most inappropriate places yesterday in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We'll get that. Uh, we'll get that here in just a minute. He said a bunch of stuff. We're get, we'll get you some of it here in just a minute. Plus, proof that everything in the Joe Biden campaign is scripted and pre-planned and also a lie. 
We have proof of that as well. Uh, big talk today about what's going to happen after the election. There's an article in the Wall Street Journal that is literally a threat, a threat of violence if Joe Biden doesn't win in a landslide. We'll tell you all about that. We've got some fake news Friday. We've got a bunch of your phone calls lined up. We've got some open mic messages. We've got so much to talk about. We're going to we're going to keep going, man. We're going to go as fast and as hard as we can uh, right after this. 855-765-1045. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. The Marcation. My name is Mark A. 855-765-1045. Somebody called up and said I was overusing the word literally. Uh, but they hung up. So I guess they weren't I guess they weren't too offended by it. Uh, I probably if I was overusing that, you know what? I I literally overuse that word all the time. Uh, but it's just because I'm excited. Just gonna I'm ex- I get excited about stuff. And Josh said I was in a really good mood, and he literally I am in a great mood. Yeah, you came out swinging for that first segment. Well, I was ex- it was funny. I was enjoying myself. I like when I like when politics is entertaining, and nothing's more entertaining than Donald Trump on the <laughs> runway in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, smack talking Nancy Pelosi for getting her hair done. I mean, you couldn't even write that. You couldn't even even if somebody wrote that into a script of a, what's a political show like Veep. You know, and that the big that's the big one, right? If somebody wrote that into a into a Veep uh, script, no one would believe it. This show's so unbelievable. It's funny, but it's unbelievable. But this is really our real life. This is really our real life. Something that's not funny is what Joe Biden said uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, yesterday. And he said, first of all, a couple things about Kenosha, Wisconsin. The only reason Joe Biden was there was because Donald Trump went there and had a successful trip. And right out of the gate, that disqualifies his trip. For anything other than a political maneuver. If he said, he said, well, I'm going to Kenosha to heal. By the way, he sounds, when he talks, he sounds like a ghost. He literally, the guy sounds like a ghost. I'm going to Kenosha to heal, to bring people together. That's how he talks now. And that's all a lie. He wasn't doing it at all. If he wanted to do that, he would have gone before Donald Trump. He would have gone immediately uh, after the riots started. He would have gone in there and tried to stop everything. But he said, no, I'm not going. Donald Trump went. The trip was ultimately successful. Donald Trump won huge praise from all the residents in Kenosha, Wisconsin, all the police officers, all the business owners, the media. There was nothing negative that happened. In fact, a lot of positive things came out of Donald Trump's trip to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Joe Biden and his people probably realized that Donald Trump picked up a lot of percentage points in Wisconsin, a battleground state, a state that both of them need to win. And so then they were like, oh, hell, we have no choice. We've got we've got to send Joe. We got to send Joe there. But how do we make it look like it's not just a political maneuver? Why don't we have Joe say something like he's there to heal and bring people together? All right, that's fine. But when we get there, listen, we have to limit his access to people. We have to make sure that he doesn't say anything stupid. And then they're all sitting there going, God, how do, this is impossible. It's an impossible task. You can take Joe Biden out of the House, but you can't take Joe Biden out of Joe Biden, basically is what happens. And so they're at this church yesterday. And first of all, he walks in like the wrong. I don't even remember. I, was, I have the whole clip here and we'll play some of it for you. But he walked in the wrong way or at the wrong time, and he sat down and he starts mumbling. There's there's maybe 12, I almost said literally 12 people, but I caught myself. There's maybe 12 people in the entire church, and every single one of them is a setup. Every single one of them is set up by some kind of organization, by Joe Biden's campaign, by Black Lives Matter, uh, by somebody. And we have proof of that. We had a woman literally... Got up. Damn, I did it again. <laughs> we had a woman. She got up. She went to the microphone and she announced that she was told to say one thing, but she was going to say something totally different. And what she said she was told to say and what she said she was going to say blows the lid off of the entire the entire Black Lives Matter narrative blows the lid off of the entire systemic racism narrative and literally destroys Every tiny little ounce of credibility Joe Biden could have hoped to have had by going to Kenosha, Wisconsin. We'll play you those clips here in just a minute. Stay tuned. 855-765-1045. More of the Mark Hay Show coming up next on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark Hay Show. This is the Mark K Show. The Mark K Show is literally the best radio talk show ever, and I literally mean it. 
<laughs> By the way, I was just cutting up the Joe Biden interview clip, some of the things I wanted to talk about, and I heard him say the word literally. So it's very, very popular, that word. Um, we're going to get to that here in just a minute. A couple more people wanting to comment about Nancy Pelosi. Though. Hey, Mark, Nancy needs to find a new beauty shop. That one obviously didn't work. <laughs> well, don't worry, because, because I don't think she'll ever be going. But that's what I said on Twitter yesterday. I go, this whole thing is shocking to me because the entire time I thought Nancy Pelosi was wearing a wig. I had no idea that was her real hair. It, to me, it looked like a, like older women, 80 years old, that are in the public eye. A lot of them wear wigs. And it's easy to do. You throw it on. But, appar- but apparently, she uh, that's her real hair, folks. Who knew? I don't know if she's using GLH or if she's got some Rogaine treatments or whatever. But she's, for 80 years old, she's, uh, she's got a big, nice head of hair. Nice head of hair. Good, yeah, she's going to need a new salon. But uh, also, here's the thing I don't understand. And again, we're going to get to your calls, I promise. But here's what I don't understand, okay? When you're rich, like she's rich. Nancy Pelosi, super rich. I mean, she's stolen so much money over her life. She's got tons of cash. She could have had a salon person come to her home. She could have had somebody bring. We ha- literally, we have no money. Literally, no money. And we had, uh, we had our good friend uh, Will Todd yep. come here several times to cut our hair. Literally several times. Literally, yeah. yeah. And he and we paid him nothing at all. Just so you know, we gave him a shout out on the air, on the air. He came here. He gave us haircuts. He cleaned everything up. We didn't have to wear masks. We didn't have to worry about getting busted. We didn't have to worry about security footage. None of that. If, I'm sure if I called him and said, hey, come to my house, I'll slip you, you know, 50 bucks or something, he would have done that, too. Nancy Pelosi could have probably brought anybody to her house, to her office, to a place where you're actually allowed to be. Why did she not do it? Why did she not do it? And the answer is simple, because Nancy Pelosi doesn't think the rules apply to her. She doesn't think the rules apply to her. They apply to everybody else. They apply to the to the poor people and the minions and the you know the people that put her in office. But since she's in office, she's she's got all the power. She doesn't need to follow the rules. If she's not going to get caught, no one would ever dream of setting her up, especially not in San Francisco. But man, she's she is she is definitely uh, taking it on the chin for this. And and I think that in the future, she may realize, you know, I should probably use some of my power and influence uh, to do good instead of just do my hair. 855-765-1045 is our number. Uh, let's get to a couple phone calls here real quick before we get to the Biden stuff. This is Paul in Jacksonville. How you doing, Paul? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark. I'm good. Mark, oh, great. I just wanted to comment on uh, Donald Trump's. Stops at airports yeah. for a campaign rally. Sure, that's nothing new. It's been around for more than a hundred years, and that more than a hundred years ago, people were campaigning with whistle stops. Oh yeah, but that was on trains. Renting or renting or leasing. Yeah, train that's right. Yeah, and simply stopping. Making their speech and traveling on. Yeah, the whistle stop tours. That was very popular. But in this day and age, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't. I mean, trains are slow, and I think I don't know that you know they're the kinds of. But having the these airport stops is way more effective. Plus, think about this: Joe Biden. I mean, he, I don't know how many people would go to see him at a train. This guy loves trains. He used to be like a big train buff. He wanted high speed rail all over the country. Is a train, train, train. Um, but I, you know, I I think the airplane is is a little faster and more effective. But you're but you're right. It's similar to the old time uh, Trump uh, the uh, whistle stops. Amadeus in Jacksonville. How you doing? Hey man, how are you? Great. What's up, Amadeus? I literally had the same comment Paul had. I was reminded of the whistle stop tours and the brilliance of going to the crowd yeah. instead of having the crowd come to you. And it is, and, it, and when you look at it, it's brilliant. It's cost effective. You can hit more t- more spots. I mean, if you're like here in Jacksonville, what's the difference if we go to Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena or we go out to the airport? It's six and one half dozen of the other. And uh, you know, when Donald Trump comes through these tours, it's going to save him a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of cost. He's going to get back on the plane. He's going to fly to another state. He's going to do the same damn thing. And as we get closer to Election Day, it's going to happen more and more and more and more. By the way, Amadeus, you're not old enough to remember Whistle Stop Tours. No, but I read a book. Oh, you read a book? <laughs> I don't believe that either. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks so much for calling. We really, uh, we really, <laughs> we really appreciate it. James in Jacksonville. How you doing, James? 
Hey, how you doing, Mark? Oh, great, man. What's up, James? Mark, I want to say, man, it's important to not believe anything that's coming out the media from now to the end of the camp. To, to the end of the campaign, man. I mean, they already starting up their lines. Their lines, supposedly, Trump said this about the military. You know, don't believe anything coming out. You know, you got Stanley McChrystal. I want y'all to read the articles about this loser. Uh, it's, it's running some type of anti-terrorism campaign against Trump that they will run against terrorists to put out a disinformation campaign. I mean, these people are just losers. And every time I see... The media talking about this ex-Republican uh, person is coming out for Biden. Listen, we don't want those, ex, those ex-Republicans to support Trump because those people are losers. The Mitt Romney's, the uh, uh, Christie Ty, all those, all those ex, all those Republican ex-governors. That's the party of losers. The media desperately wants the old Republican Party that got defeated in 2008. They got defeated in yeah. 2012. They want the Mitt Romney. They want the help. But this is the new Republican Party. Yeah. This is the Trump Party. We're not going back to those old. We're not going back to that party. That yeah. party is done. The Republicans, okay. and you're, James, you're right about that. The Republicans finally learned what the, the Democrats have known forever, is that you've got to fight and you've got to get in someone's face and you've got to win. And you can't, you can't like basically, you know, pussyfoot around. You've got to be hard nosed and you've got to do exactly what Donald Trump's doing. And the old school Republicans, you're right. They hate it because, well, we don't, that we're Republicans. We don't act that way. And it's a whole new crop of Republicans. And James, you know, that's why this Republican party is so attractive to minorities because that's, I mean, that's when you're, a, when you're a Latino, when you grow up in a black neighborhood, that's how you win. That's how you get ahead. You have to be strong. You have to be forceful. Yes, we're not going. We we we. It's a new Republican Party. It's a party of minorities. It's a, it's a more of a melting pot. Yeah. We're not talking about just tax cuts and all the old boring stuff that the the Mitt Romney, the the George W. Bush, the neocons. We know that, that that party is done. Okay, it's over with. This is a new party. This is a Trump's party. And if you don't like it. Get off the bus. Yeah, that's right. Hey, thanks, James. Thanks, so, thanks so much for calling me. Ain't no party like a Donald Trump party because the Donald Trump party don't stop. Woo! Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. By the way, these lies that James mentioned about Donald Trump and the horrible things he said about men and women who died in battle. There, there is so much evidence that that is fabricated because of another story that came out just before that one was released. It's, 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 they're not even trying to hide the pieces. They're trying to build this false narrative. They're letting out all this information a little bit here, a little bit there. They're not even covering their tracks. They're not even hiding it. They're making it way too obvious and way too blatant, and everybody can see right through it. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute, too. I'll, okay, I'll get those Biden clips out to you, I promise. Next break. Quick, quick, quick break. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. It's the Mark Show. We'll be right back on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark Show. My name is Mark K. 855 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. I'll be honest with you. Never before has there been a clearer choice for who should be president of the United States for the next four years. And more importantly, who shouldn't? And I think what you're starting to see now is... Is you're starting to see the real. Here's the problem with Joe Biden's campaign strategy. Joe Biden did not campaign forever. And that was a terrible strategy because people are like, look, when are you going to take questions? When are you going to talk? When are you going to come out of your shell? When are we going to find out what you need to know? When are you going to go out there and meet the people that you are asking to vote for you to be their leader for the next four years? Uh, and he was just like, yeah, I'm going to wait. You know what? I'm not going to do it yet. Even with the DNC, he refused to go to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Think about this. Uh, he, Joe Biden, one of the most important moments of his life and in the life of his party, accepting the nomination for president from the Democrats. He wouldn't even go to Wisconsin for that. He made everyone come to Wilmington, Delaware, so he didn't have to leave his bubble, so he wouldn't get coronavirus or, you know, get jet lagged. I don't even know. I don't even know what number of ailments he was afraid of getting. So they moved everything to Wilmington, where he's been campaigning from his basement for months. Now, all of a sudden, he goes to Wisconsin. Why? Because there was a police shooting, a white cop shot a black perp seven times in the back, paralyzed him. And from that, there was more uproar. There were more riots. There was more looting. There were fires burning Kenosha on fire, literally on fire. And he then at that point 
still didn't get up out of his basement. That wasn't enough. G- getting the Democratic nomination for the presidency, not enough to go to Wisconsin. Fires burning, looting, rioting, cops shooting, uh, unarmed black men again in Kenosha. Still not enough to get him up and go campaign. But what finally does Donald Trump? Donald Trump going to Kenosha. Donald Trump meeting the people. Donald Trump healing. That finally gets Joe Biden out of the bunker. And he goes to Kenosha, Wisconsin, and he goes to a church. And he goes to talk to these people about police brutality. He goes to talk to these people about what's been going on. He goes to talk to these people about the riots and looting and destruction that happened after a police shooting. And while discussing his tax plan in a church in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where this police shooting happened, Joe Biden decides it's the right thing to do to say this. Nineteen corporations making a billion dollars apiece don't pay a single penny in taxes. I am not want to punish anybody, but everybody should pay a fair share. And I can lay out for you. I won't now because they'll shoot me. But here's the deal. He's talking about his tax plan. He's talking about 19 corporations and how much money they pay in taxes, which is zero. And he says, look, I'm not looking to punish anybody, but everybody should should pay their fair share. And instead of going into the details of his tax plan, which he doesn't do because, A, he probably doesn't have any. And if he did, B, he probably wouldn't remember them. He says, I'm not going to tell you that. And he makes a joke. I can lay out for you. I won't now because they'll shoot me. But here's the deal. I won't now because they'll shoot me. He says to the folks who are mourning a shooting, a police shooting in their community, which basically burned it to the ground. This is this is not this is not good. Joe Biden can't sit at home and not campaign because people complain that he's not campaigning. He can't go out and actually campaign because he's horrible at it and he doesn't know what to say. And more importantly, he doesn't know what not to say. He thinks he's being cute. He thinks he's being funny. He's being neither of those. He also sounds really creepy and old. Sounds like a ghost. But this is what this is the bet they've made. People keep talking about the debates like they're going to happen. They announced the debate moderators, how how Chris Wallace is going to be moderating the first debate and how CNN got shut out of all the debates. Have you noticed that CNN has not complained about getting shut out of the out of the debates? You know why? Because I think they're pretty sure the debates aren't going to happen either. And they'd be more angry and more offended if they were uh, planning for a debate and preparing for a debate. And then Joe Biden doesn't show up for the debate. And they're like, wait, what? I thought we were having a debate. CNN has not said one word about not moderating any of the debates, not even the vice presidential debate. That went to USA Today or someone. I mean, they didn't get anything. They got shut out of this presidential election. Some folks say it's because they cheated the last time around and gave Hillary Clinton the answers. I say they didn't want in because they know these debates ain't happening. You can't put this guy who tells a bunch of people who are angry and frustrated and sad and crying over a black man and getting shot by a cop. You can't put this guy who walks into their church and says 19. Wait, where is it? I can lay out for you. I won't now because he'll shoot me. Yeah, like jokingly. You can't put him on a stage, an international stage, in front of millions and millions of Americans against somebody like Donald Trump, who not only knows exactly what to say at every moment, but says it in a way that makes people excited and and amped up. A guy that knows how to use language and TV to his benefit, who used it to beat Hillary Clinton in 2016. Hillary Clinton, who, with all amongst all of her faults, at least still had her mental capacity. You're sending Joe Biden out there to his doom. And the problem they have is that they also can't keep him at home because people are going to people are going to that's that's a that's a bigger sign of weakness. What's worse if you're Joe Biden's campaign manager? Do you keep him at home and show that he's too weak to be president or do you send him out there to show that he's too stupid to be president? What's going to what's going to cost you more votes, a weak dude or a stupid dude? I don't I haven't figured it out either. If you're a Democrat and you're listening to the show, first of all, weird. Second of all, give us a buzz and let us know. Would you rather they promote Joe Biden as the weak candidate who has to stay home or the stupid candidate who goes out there and says dumb things? I'm just curious, which one is more attractive to you? 855-765-1045, because they both scare the hell out of me. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marcation, more of your phone calls, too. Uh, coming up in just a minute. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. 
Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark, you think if we annex California, all our problems will be solved? If we annex California, aren't they already part of the... Are, you mean what, Florida? I don't know. I, I heard a rumor that they're going to um, that they're going to secede from the union. That's the that's the latest rumor. In fact, there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of rumors that are coming up. And the irony is, or that not the irony. It's not really ironic. It's more um, when you when you realize that all of these rumors are popping up in different places and they all are kind of conjoined. You can see you can see the Democrats slipping. You can see the liberal left. Uh, they're trying to create these false narratives and they're trying to sway support away. From Donald Trump. However, what they're doing is so transparent. They're not hiding. They're not covering their tracks. Well, they're they're releasing information because they're panicked. I mean, they're totally panicking. They're totally panicking. And what they are doing is they are uh, they're basically just trying to set more false narratives that are going to try to break up Donald Trump's core base of support. And they're going to fail miserably. And we have some we have some information about that coming up here in just a minute. First, though, uh, let's get back to the phones real quick. This is uh, let's see if we got, uh, Andrew in North Carolina. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. What would you want to say, sir? I, I didn't even know where to start. I was just listening to you, and I was like, man, where am I going to even unpack this bag? <laughs> but basically, I wanted to get to the point of I don't understand why we are all pretending like this is like a normal four-year, you know, like every, oh, this is just a normal thing we always do. No, uh, these people are literally telling you, showing you daily, 24-7 in video clips, what their intentions are. So yeah. I'm just, I, I mean, I, as patriotic and as much as I love this country, I'm like, what's our plan, guys? Like, what what's our plan? Are we just going to pretend like this isn't happening, like, or wait for somebody else to handle it? Because, I mean, the whole pass the buck system and sitting in your bubble and going about your business, like, daily – that's not going to work pretty soon. Like, you know, you got two months to enjoy what you have left if you don't act. That's pretty much how it feels. Like, I have a five-year-old. I have a lot at stake here. And it's like, it's just driving me crazy just to see what's going on. You know, and that's a that's a really great point that you make. What is, what is going to happen? People don't even realize what's going to happen. And this whole election, you're right, is going to be like no other election in history. In fact, there's a, um, there's a, there's a piece by Brooke... Uh, or I'm sorry, there's a piece in the Washington Post and it's being I mean, it's being everyone's talking about it. They're panning it. They're saying it's irresponsible. They're saying that it is it is the Washington Post, which is heralded by Jeff Bezos. Let's not forget. And they are trying to threaten the United States of America. Uh, it basically says that they're forecasting violence beyond the November election. Uh, George University, Georgetown University law professor Rosa Brooks uh, she says, what's the worst that could happen? A landslide for Joe Biden resulted in a relatively orderly transfer of power. Every other scenario we looked at involved street level violence and political crisis. Basically, what you have here is the Washington Post saying, hey, uh, a landslide for Biden is the best way to peacefully transfer power. Anything other than that, not just a Biden victory, but a landslide for Biden, and you're going to have violence and chaos in the streets. This is the Washington Post threatening the United States of America and, and the electorate to vote for Biden or else. And this is nothing new. We heard Joe Biden say this just the other day. Joe Biden, you'll remember Tucker Carlson was reporting, said, you think there's going to be less violence if Donald Trump is reelected? Is that what you think? You think there's going to be less violence in America? If Donald Trump gets four more years, it's that's their new threat, man. They have nothing left to go to. They tried. They tried Russian collusion. Nobody was falling for it. That was, as our old friend Herman Cain would say, that dog wouldn't hunt. Then they tried Ukrainian collusion. Didn't work either. Donald Trump broke the law. Donald Trump needs to be impeached. Impeachment failed miserably. Does anybody even remember that Donald Trump is an impeached president? I mean, you look at the poll numbers, you wouldn't think that he'd ever been impeached. You look at the crowds that are showing up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, on the tarmac at the runway to hear the man uh, verbally bitch slap Nancy Pelosi. You wouldn't think that he'd ever been impeached. There's not the impeachment failed. It's the most miserably horrible failure of an impeachment in history. And I know there haven't been many, but this one go. This one definitely takes the cake. Then they were like, all right, let's try COVID. Let's tank the economy. 
COVID-19 hits. They try to blame it on Donald Trump. They can't. Why? Because he actually acted when no one else really saw it coming. They were too busy trying to fake impeach him while Donald Trump was closing the airports to flights from China. Then the economy collapsed. Why? Well, everyone was forced to stay home. People are out of work. People are out of jobs. Donald Trump's out there sending out $1,200 checks to everybody and saying, we're going to reopen soon. We're going to do our best. We're going to get you back on track. We're going to do everything we can. We're going to support small business loans. You know, we're working on this. I'm going to come out here every single day and let you know what we're doing to, 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 to turn the tide of the coronavirus and of COVID-19 and to get you back economically. Make sure that you and your family and your businesses can survive this. And then came the racial unrest. Then came the the uh, the systemic racism in law enforcement all over the country. Then came Black Lives Matter and the protests and then the violence and then the looting and then the riots and then the uh, the police shootings, not the police shooting other people, people police shooting the police. And then on top of everything else, that snowballed out of control. The, the Frankenstein monster that the Democrats created, they lost control of. They thought they could control the narrative with Black Lives Matter. They thought they could control the narrative with, with uh, you know, a police brutality and, and the uh, disproportionate shooting of black men by white cops. They thought they could control that, but you can't control chaos. By definition, chaos cannot be controlled. And it got out of hand. And now the Democrats are losing points because defunding the police is not popular. People like the police. The more violence there is in city centers like Portland and Minneapolis and Kenosha and Chicago and New York and and Seattle, the more violence there is, the more people really think the police, that's a good idea. That's something you want to have in an urban center with a lot of people living and working and trying to raise families. You want people to feel safe and know that if there is violence or if there is crime, they can pick up the phone and call somebody who will show up and take care of it for them. People like police. But the Frankenstein monster that the Democrats created was walking around going, oh, we don't like police. Police bad. Defund police. So they can't put that genie back in the bottle. They've got to figure out something else. Well, here's the here's what we do. We've already got all this violence. People already hate the violence. We can't stop the violence. Why don't we just go out there and threaten people with more violence? You know, I mean, where's it worth? It's worth a shot. Maybe, maybe all this violence that people hate and is pushing them toward the law and order president, pushing, pushing them toward the messaging of Donald Trump, pushing them away from the candidate who supports it all, who supports defending the, defunding the police, no matter what he'll tell you in the press, who supports the riots and the looting, whose vice presidential candidate is, is literally donating money to the legal support fund to get these protesters and rioters out of prison. Because, look, if you prosecute these people and they go away to jail, you can't the, the riots stop. But if they go and they get fingerprinted and they get bail and they get free legal funds or the charges are dropped, they can go right back out there the next day and keep the fires burning. That's what they're doing. So their answer is, look, this violence is getting out of, out of control. We can't control it. So let's just feed into it and let's tell everybody if you don't reelect Joe Biden in a landslide, then we don't know what to tell you. The whole country is going to burn. The whole country is going to burn. You know, just like you've seen it. I mean, we've shown you burning cities, right? We've shown you what's going on in Kenosha. You saw the gas stations and you saw the, the car dealerships. You saw these innocent businesses, 100-year-old businesses. It weren't bothering anybody. We just torched them. <laughs> Burning. You saw the police. Remember in Minneapolis, you know what we did there? We chased the police out of their precinct, burned that to the ground. <laughs> if we can do it there and if we can do it here, then we'll just do it everywhere. And the only thing that will stop it is a Joe Biden landslide, except it won't. Because a Joe Biden landslide doesn't mean that they're going to be able to control these angry mobs at all. The angry mobs already exist. And the second thing is they don't realize that Donald Trump is a fireman. And if anybody's got a hose big enough to put out all the fires in the United States of America, it's Donald Trump. I realize that sounds a lot dirtier than I meant it to. <laughs> but, but, if, but if anyone's going to slide down the pole and spray everybody with water and say, calm down, cut stop for now, it's Donald Trump. 
So, look, you can, the Washington Post can threaten the United States of America all they want. Jeff Bezos can threaten you all he wants. Joe, Joe Biden can go out there and say, hey, if you don't vote for me, there's going to be more violence. Trust me, I know. I got Kamala on the phone with George Soros ready to go. So unless I win in a landslide, America, boom, dumpster fire. 855-765-1045. All right, we got to take another quick break. I talked too long. Uh, one more of your phone calls. We're going to also, I, in, in, hand in hand with this Washington Post story are two other stories. One is about things Donald Trump supposedly said about men who died in battle and women who died in battle. And another one is about the military deciding the election. And those two, I mean, you can see it already. They go strip, they go, that's clearly written by some kind of Hollywood screenwriter uh, for the Democrat Party and the and the Joe Biden campaign. We'll get to all that here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More on the Marque Show coming up. I don't want to punish anybody, but I better should pay a fair share. I can lay out for you. I won't now because they'll shoot me. But here's the deal. I won't lay it out because they'll shoot me. He sounds sounds like I don't know what he sounds like, but he runs he runs out of breath breath really easily. And that's Joe Biden yesterday in Kenosha, Wisconsin, telling a church full of people mourning the death of uh, of Jacob Blake that if he goes into the details of his tax plan, they're going to shoot him. Literally, he literally said that eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. So a couple things. There's this story going around now, which is totally bogus. And the story is that the president of the United States called people who died in war losers and suckers. This is uh, this is something you're going to see on Twitter if you go on Twitter. It's no it's still here's the thing. It's nowhere near as popular as the Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done story. But it's out there and it's conveniently placed alongside a couple of other stories. Now, think about this. Think about this. This story comes out that says when President Donald Trump canceled a visit to the Ain Marne, I believe it's pronounced, American Cemetery Cemetery near Paris in 2018, he blamed the rain for the last-minute decision, saying that the helicopter couldn't fly. A bogus story came out that said he feared his hair would become disheveled in the rain, and he uh, didn't think it was important to honor American war dead. Some staffers who are not named and who we cannot track down and some staffers who were there and have not corroborated this or say that it didn't happen whatsoever um, say that Donald Trump said, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers. Uh, later on, in a separate conversation, Trump referred to the more than 1,800 Marines who lost their lives at Bellu Wood as, quote, suckers for getting killed. Now, again, this story appears in The Atlantic. It's anonymous sources who supposedly were on the ground. No one knows who they are. No one can corroborate it. People who were there also say that it didn't happen. One of those people is Trump hater John Bolton, who wrote about this instance in his book and said Donald Trump did not cancel this because of his hair. It was uh, it was uh, Kelly and a couple of his other supporters who said, we're not going. It's raining too hard. There are there are logistical problems when you're the president of the United States that comes with securing the area. So we know that this has already been debunked by John Bolton. The Democrats, when they planted the story in the Atlantic, clearly hadn't read John Bolton's book. It's okay. I don't think anyone else has either. And so they're trying to put this fake story out there to to chip away at Donald Trump's military support. Also last week, there was a poll, a bogus poll, showing that Donald Trump was losing support in the military and that Joe Biden, get this, was gaining support. With the military, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, who gets up there and says, let's give the military seven hundred and fifty million a billion dollars. Let's stop fighting these endless wars. Let's bring more of our soldiers out of harm's way. Let's get them out of Afghanistan and Syria and all these other places. Let's close the base in Germany and put them somewhere else where they're actually, uh, you know, where they're actually wanted. Let's protect our troops. Donald Trump who does anything and everything he can to secure the lives and safety of our troops, including using unmanned drones to destroy and kill one of the most violent and volatile and most wanted terrorists in the history of terror, General Soleimani. Donald Trump does everything for the military, and yet they're trying to convince everyone that, A, his support is dwindling from the military, and B, the people in the military that died fighting for our country were referred to by the president as suckers and loses. This is convenient because it goes along with another piece. 
a piece in the uh, Atlantic where John Podesta, former campaign staffer for Hillary Clinton, John Podesta says they got together to do kind of a war room, um, you know, scenario of what could happen on Election Day. And one of the biggest things they were concerned about was military involvement. Donald Trump as commander in chief has the right to order the military to do several things, including taking over polling stations. He can militarize the election and he can put the American military in charge of polling stations. And what the Democrats don't want to happen is that Donald Trump, while still commander in chief, can control the military to his benefit and to help him win or secure victory on Election Day. Well, what's the best way to do that? Hmm. Maybe plant some stories out there that show Donald Trump doesn't have the support of the military. And Donald Trump is besmirching the names of those military soldiers who fought and died for this country. It's so transparent. It's so badly and poorly planned out. Anyone, anyone can see through it. 855-765-1045. All right, we should have used that for a Fake News Friday headline because it's perfect. We do have uh, other Fake News Friday headlines. We are going to play some Fake News Friday, and we're going to do it right after this. We need two contestants. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Fake News Friday's next on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. By the way, I somebody you forgot to remind me. It's Friday! Show's almost over. That's the first time I got to that. Also, I should, uh, a couple of things. We've added, by the way, in just the last break, we've added like uh, five new Keep America Great puzzle items to our Mark K Show shop. Just go to markkshop.com. Yeah, why does it take Apple like a year to make a new iPhone? But you're just throwing out shirts left and right. Hey, because you're I way faster than Apple. I I do I try. Uh, you know I I'm doing it here in Jacksonville, not in half a world away in China. Uh. Uh, plus, new, don't forget. Also, <laughs> tomorrow we have no show live on Monday. We're gonna be playing some best stuff, I believe, because it's Labor Day. It's a holiday. A lot of people are off. Uh, but the other thing is tomorrow the Newsmax show at 3:30 p.m. All new episode of our Newsmax TV show. Newsmax is 11:15 on Xfinity here in Jacksonville. But if you don't know where you can find it, you can find it easily. Go to Newsmax.tv and there's a whole uh, guide. Or you can watch it on Roku. You can watch it on Apple TV. You can watch it on Newsmax.tv. It's literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. And the other Josh makes an appearance. In a couple of segments, it's, there's a lot of Hannah in the show. She managed to get her face in front of the camera a lot. So uh, so it's a lot of fun to watch. If you can't watch it at 3.30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, then just uh, put it on your DVR and you can watch it at your convenience. Okay, shall we get to some fake news Friday? We shall. All right, let's do it. Let's meet our contestants. First of all, we got Bobby in Middleburg. Hi, Bobby. How you doing? Good, sir. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. You ready to play some fake news Friday, are you? Yes, sir. Fantastic, Bobby. You are going to be playing against somebody by the name of Wayne. And Wayne is in Bayard. Hey, Wayne, how's it going? Oh, wait. Good, I just, how you all doing? Oh, we're doing great, Wayne. We're doing great. Wayne, say hi to Bobby. Hey, Bobby, what's up? Hey, Wayne, what's up? Oh, oh I like this. This is good. This is a Budweiser commercial? <laughs> <What's that? laughs> from, from 2002. Uh, all right, here we go. We're going to uh, do some fake news Friday. What happens is we give you each a headline, one at a time. We read you the headline, and then all you have to do is tell us, is that real news or is that fake news? Are you ready? Yes, yep. sir. Here we go. Listen ready. carefully. We're going to start with you, Bobby. Uh, listen carefully. Here's your first Fake News Friday headline. Rioters and looters in Portland, Oregon, are beginning to worry that they can no longer loot safely. Rioters mm. and looters in Portland, Oregon, are beginning to worry that they can no longer loot safely. Is that real news or is that fake news? I'll say that's real news. You're going to say that's real. Sounds like it, right? Sounds like something that, because they're kind of, they're like Mamby, Pamby, Snowflakes anyway. And they want to loot, but they want to make sure they're not going to get harmed, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fake news. That's fake news. <laughs> you are fake news. <laughs> but, I'll be, but I was right there with you, man. I was right there with you. Uh, all right, uh, Bobby, good try. We go now to Wayne. Wayne, are you ready for your first headline? Bring it. All right, bro. <laughs> All right, bro. Here we go. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Gavin Newsom 
governor of California, Gavin Newsom, says governor, uh, he's the governor of California. He says the state of California will stay on lockdown until scientists discover a cure for death. Is that real news or is that fake news? As real as it should be, that's fake news. As real as it should be, that's fake news. That is correct. You are fake news. Yeah, he didn't say he came close. I'm sure that's probably what he's thinking, but he hasn't yet. He hasn't yet said it. All right, you're on the board, Bobby. Or you're on the board, Wayne. You got yourself a point. Bobby, are you ready? Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, I'm, I said Bobby, but I meant Wayne. I'm Josh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I know I was. You're listening to the Marquee Show. All right. Uh, there we go, Wayne. You got, Wayne, you got yourself a point. Bobby, you have no points, but you have a chance to tie it up right here. Are you ready, Bobby? Yes, sir. Listen carefully. Here we go. Senator Mitt Romney officially ended his 2020 presidential campaign eight years later. Senator Mitt Romney officially ended his 2020 presidential campaign eight years later. Is that real news or is that fake news? Boy, these are getting me. Uh, I'm going to say that one's fake news. You're going to say that one's fake news? That's real. Yeah, that is real news. Oh, man. Yeah, Mitt Romney, he's officially ended his 2020 presidential campaign eight years after losing to President Barack Obama. Uh, he dissolved the organization with the Federal Election Commission. So it's holy, been... Holy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Take things slow out in Utah. Oh, no, they, they sure do. Yeah, he's slow and steady wins the race. Or not, in this case. <laughs> um, all right, Wayne, back to you. Are you ready? Yes. Sir. Here we go, Wayne. Tell us if this one is real news or if this one is fake news. The FDA urges Americans, please don't drink hand sanitizer, even if it's sold in a beer can. Is that real news or is that fake news? FDA says, America, don't drink hand sanitizer even if it's sold in a beer can. Sadly, that's real news. Sadly. <laughs> yeah, Wayne, you don't sound sad. I'm just going to tell you that. That, uh, that is real news. Is that a six-pack of hand sanitizer himself already? Yeah, apparently there's a... <laughs> <laughs> the Food and Drug Administration on Thursday issued a warning to consumers about hand sanitizers, uh, hand sanitizers that are flavored and packaged in food and drink containers, which increases the risk of people accidentally drinking them, particularly children. You know, somehow this is going to get back to Donald Trump and that press conference where he said, maybe we could, you know, didn't put it in the lungs. They're going to blame him for this. All right, Wayne, you got yourself another point. Bobby, you still have a chance to get some points on the board. Are you ready? I'm ready. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. President Donald Trump has won a record-breaking 44th consecutive Employee of the Month award at the White House. <laughs> For once, I think I got this one right. Oh, that fake news. What? What are you kidding me? What? what? That's real news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump has won a record-breaking 44th consecutive Employee of the Month award at the White House. You think that's fake news? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's fake news. Yeah, that's fake news. <laughs> Stay strong. Yeah. Oh, that's fake news. Yeah, but, uh. <laughs> sure, that's a, but if there was... But, you know, Donald Trump, I could have. I could have if I wanted to, but I didn't. I gave it to somebody else. All right. Congratulations, Bobby. You are on the board. Wayne, it's two to one. If you get one more right, if you get one more right, then you will win. Come on. Are you ready? Man, I'm bringing it, dude. I'm ready. All right, listen up. Here we go. Uh, tell us if this is real news or fake news. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama has become the first state to officially ban discrimination against mullets. <laughs> Alabama <laughs> has become the first state to ban discrimination against mullets. Uh. Is that real news or... Is that fake news? <laughs> Alabama! I'm going to say that's fake news. You're going to say that's fake news? That's probably true. It is fake news. Congratulations, Wayne. That means with a score of three to one, you win. Nicely done. Good job. Uh, 
Bobby, Bobby, our condolences. Hey, thanks so much for playing with us today. Uh, hang tight, hey, everybody. Bobby. Uh, yeah, you did great. Hang on one second, Wade. We'll, we'll hook you up with something. Uh, 855-765-1045. All right, we got a, a couple more minutes. We're going to squeak in a couple more of your phone calls here before the week, before the long weekend. It's the Mark K Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Point of point of uh, note. Somebody on the stream pointed out that when I was talking about Jacob Blake, I said that police killed him, and that is incorrect. He's paralyzed. He was shot seven times uh, in the heat of the moment. I uh, misspoke, but yes, yeah, thank you so much for keeping us on task. Also, thanks to everybody on our YouTube stream with the super chats coming in fast and furious. Uh, Cr Bud wrote, "Mark, did you mention the National Fraternal Order of Police? Three hundred fifty-five thousand members endorses Trump every single day." Uh, Cr Bud and everybody else who's listening every single day. There is a new law enforcement agency, whether it's in the South, whether it's in Pennsylvania, whether it's in Wisconsin, whether it's in New York, whether it's in California, even I read every single day. And, and the Trump campaign, they have a great they have a great email um, team that sends out every single day multiple releases of information regarding who's supporting the Trump campaign, who the Trump campaign is supporting. For example, they have lawyers for Trump who are gearing up for a very tense election season. They also have uh, they also have a lot of other teams, for example, you know, uh, Christians for Trump and people, you know, pro-lifers for Trump, women for Trump, uh, you know, uh, uh, black voters for Trump, Hispanic voters for Trump. And it is every single day just more and more positive information um, that leads us to believe Donald Trump's going to win this in a landslide, which I believe is also a scenario that's going to keep the violence at bay. We've got Carmen in Plano, Texas. Hi, Carmen. How are you? Hi, Mark. Good morning. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing really well. Thanks so much for asking, Carmen. What do you want to say today? Hey, well, first of all, I just want to say I love waking up and listening to your show. Oh, well, I I try you. not to miss it. I love that you just speak truth. And you do it very funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and you do it really funny sometimes. sometimes. I mean, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time, okay? Oh, okay, good. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, but hey, um, I'm a proud Latina voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, um, definitely. I have a quick question for you. Sure. I want to get your opinion on it. Um, would it be wise, do you think, for the president to invoke the Insurrection Act now before the election or after his reelection to deal with these violent protesters? You know, that's what are you thinking about that? It's a great question. Um, I don't think that the protest I'll be honest with you, I don't think the protests are going to get worse before the election. I think what you're seeing now is you're seeing them start to go down. They're going to they're going to be uh, they're going to be they're going to keep going in places like New York and places. I mean, in fact, I think just yesterday, some car drove through a bunch of uh, BLM supporters in, in Times Square. But I think you're going to see a real, real um, slowdown of these kinds of protests and violence and looting and rioting until Election Day, because not only will Donald Trump just fly in with a bunch of guards and put a stop to it like he did in Kenosha and become a hero to those people on the ground, but also the Democrats realize it's bad news for them. It doesn't work. It doesn't help them. So they're going to they're going to pull back on it, I think. And the media is definitely not going to promote it as much because they found that it just helps Donald Trump's law and order message after the election. If Donald Trump wins. Or when Donald Trump wins, yeah, he's going to do everything in his power to quell this rebellion. Because after right now, it's protesting. Right now, it's rioting and looting. Right now, it's people getting really defiant against the government. Once Donald Trump wins, then it really becomes an insurrection. Then it's, we don't like how this election turned out. We're going to riot and be violent and destroy things. And that's when you're really going to see the hammer come down. I believe. Okay. Also, okay, awesome. <laughs> and the same thing is true of the Justice Department. I mean, again, now that Donald Trump is headed into a reelection mode, once he wins a second term, he'll have four years to drain the swamp. And I think with no impeachment on the table, with no nonsense from Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, with no Ukraine mess, with no no none of that. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a full on attack and assault on every single uh, corrupt Democrat of the last 20 years. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Definitely indictments on Obama and the Clintons. I mean, that's what I'd be looking at. I mean, the fact that the fact that Bill Barr gets up and says we're not investigating them makes me believe they're investigating them. Hey, thanks for calling, Carmen. We really appreciate it. Enrique in Argentina. How are you, Enrique? I mean, that's what I'd be looking at. Enrique? Oh, he's listening to the. We'll get back to him in a minute. Steve in Jacksonville. What's up, Steve? Steve, you there? Well, everyone's the show's on till noon, folks. We got like two more minutes. Don't pack your bags yet. All right, Chris in Florida. Hey, Chris, how are you? 
Hey, good, Mark. Uh, oh. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Good morning, Chris. What did you want to say, sir? Uh, so I had a, a, a theory I wanted to discuss about the whole hair gate thing going on. Oh, yeah, with um, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. So she, she refers to this as, uh, you know, she was tricked or... She was set, um, up. set yeah. up. Yeah. So a theory I had was, so what if she was behind the scenes, and this might have been talked about already, so uh, what if she was behind the scenes setting this up, obviously, with her personal hairdresser who only rents a seat at the salons? And uh, so she, you know, knew exactly what she was doing from the beginning was wrong. Because, I mean, how do you not? She's a smart lady. She knows the laws in her, in her state. Uh, and so she does this. And then, of course, the e-salon owner catches wind of this and, uh, and you know, goes public with it. So that's what I think she refers to as being set up. Yeah. Chris, hang on. I'm going to put you on hold because we're running out of time. I think, you know, that's plausible. But here's what you don't understand. It's not that Nancy Pelosi doesn't know that what she was doing was wrong. It's that she doesn't care. Because there's so much ego there that she believes the rules don't apply. She knows what the rules are. They just don't apply to her. And you see that throughout the Democrat Party. Monica Lewinsky, come on into the Oval Office. Come on in and hang out with me. I'm the president. The rules don't apply to me. Doesn't matter. I'm a Democrat. 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to get out of here. We've got traffic, weather, news, Rush Limbaugh. Tomorrow, the Mark K Show on Newsmax TV at 3.30 p.m. And if you're visiting markkshop.com, that co- uh, coupon code Labor Day is good through Monday at midnight. Have a great long weekend, everybody. And thanks so much for joining us. Stay tuned. Like I said, we got a lot more coming up on 104.5 WOKV.